welcome to this week's episode of Duking It Out. My name is Hannah Campbell. Dad, your cue is coming up. I'm here with my Stacey father. Campbell. Oh, Thank I jumped you. in. I was too early, though. <laughs> you messed me up when you prepped me. I was like, what? <laughs> prepped you, you poor thing. I was um, Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, this is a podcast where we like to discuss all things that have to do with pop culture. It's usually a movie. Everything um, that we're experts in. Yes, I would say so. I would say so. Um, <laughs> so, last week, I assigned last us last, last episode. episode. Last episode. We're, we're professionals, Hannah. We need to yeah. use the right words. I'm sorry, I got distracted. There, I live next to a church, and the church bells are going off, and I'm sure that's going to be in the episode Aww. now, but yeah. Sorry about that. So they're going to they go are... off every 15 minutes. I don't, it's very random, this church. I don't understand when it happens, but it's mm. never the same. Anyway, ignore those. Last episode, I requested that we watch and discuss the 2015 movie Carol. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. Then we have a segment that we like to call what's making us excited. We're we'll talking very about excited, what's making us excited. And then our last little bit is called last call. And that is where this week dad will be giving me something that we will discuss next time. Yes. So yes, I will. Here, yes. Um, I just wanted to make a quick like correction about myself. Uh oh. Yeah. Because I don't know why it's so hard for us to figure out when episodes are coming out. I thought I had done the math because the reason I chose Carol was because I was like, oh, it's coming out in June, Pride Month. Like, we should do something, like, queer. That's what I wanted to do. Right. wanted to talk about that during Pride Month. I'm pretty sure this episode, I must have, like, forgotten one of the episodes that we recorded because I'm pretty sure this one will be coming out the first week of July. So I'm very sorry if you are listening to this in July and you're like, wow, they're a whole month late. Didn't discuss wow. any of this during actual Pride Month. I am very sorry. That's my fault. But yeah. How dare you? I know. Uh, that's my bad. But anyway, so we are still talking about Carol, which does seem a bit out of season because it is, I would consider it a Christmas movie. Hence the title, Carol. Yeah, that too. Um, Double entendre. <laughs> this movie takes place in the 1950s, and it's about um, this girl, Therese, which is such an interesting name, played by Rooney Mara. She... I would want to slap those parents who named her that. <laughs> that is so preposterous and presumptuous. Therese. Not even T, it's T-H. So it throws everybody yeah. off. Therese. <laughs> or Therese. Should be, yeah, it should no. be Therese. No, it's uh, Therese. Anyway, go ahead. But don't you just love the way Kate Blanchett says her name? That is why her name is Therese. <laughs> just so we can hear Kate Blanchett say the word Therese. Do it as um, she does What'd you yeah, say? Do it as she does it, as Kate Blanchett. No, I can't. No. <laughs> that would just me trying to be sexy, and I am, I'm unable to do that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't think I want to see that. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's Therese, and she meets this woman, uh, this older woman who is married and has a child. 
and they kind they just fall in love and they go on a road trip but then Carol's just kind of in a bad part of her life and she's trying to separate herself from her husband and her husband is using her child to keep her in the marriage so that's kind of where the plot thickens does it and it is all worse because (laughs) she's a lesbian so they make that they take that against her right Mm -hmm. i love how you're struggling with the synopsis that says a lot well it's kind of it's just a romance movie but then like the problem is that she can't like have custody of her child because she is a lesbian Dad, how did you feel about this movie? It doesn't seem like you <laughs> enjoyed it too much. I mean, it was it was fine. I don't know exactly what I was expecting. I think maybe I was expecting, and this is this is not a good analogy. I just thought of it now. I don't know if I was ex- expecting like a Titanic movie with like the romance in the background. Mm-hmm. Um. Or, you know, something like a period piece with the romance just kind of being over here on the side. I don't think I realized it was like a straight ahead dramatic <laughs> romance. And and therefore, it felt fairly conventional and mm-hmm. a bit boring to me. I think because... I remember the first time I watched this, I don't think I was like watching. I must have been doing something else while I was, which I feel like happens a lot. Um, But so I didn't love it because I didn't fully understand how they fell in love or like I didn't, it didn't track for me how they had fallen in love. But I think the second time I had just watched like a couple years ago and then I loved it. Hmm. I remember you talking about it the first time and not liking it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I, so at that point I was like, "Ah, I'm not going to, you know, a long time ago when it came out, (laughs) then I was like, ah, I'm not going to watch, watch this then. Okay. But let me, let me turn the tables on you. Uh huh. Um, like you did in our, I think it was our, horror discussion on the descent you asked mm-hmm. what makes a good horror film what makes a good romance film not a rom-com that's a different yeah. category this is definitely not a rom-com this is <laughs> a love story this is a straight forward straight up love story straight up romance so yes in your mind what makes a good romance and I was even thinking about this while I was watching this time because I was like, why, why does this feel like so palpable? And I think the romance in it, I felt like it was, their chemistry is insane. Like Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett, they get along so well. And even I've watched like so many interviews with the two of them and they just get along so well. So I think, that's the reason why I love this movie is because of the chemistry. But in general, with romance, I think I need like the okay, angst. Wait. wait, wait, wait. Let me let me jump in right there. When you're wow. Romance. I know, but I have to comment on what you just said. I felt like Kate Blanchett could have chemistry with a rock. 
because of how she presents herself and how I think so she too. how she has this commanding aura with her voice. <laughs> Very theater. Yeah. Very theater. And, yeah. And I didn't necessarily feel that from Rooney Mara as much. I didn't feel I mean she was receiving Kate Blanchett's chemistry, but Kate Blanchett was doing all the heavy lifting. So I don't know if I would say that I felt chemistry between them. I felt chemistry from Kate Blanchett. Well, I was that's actually just, just my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I totally under I totally understand that. And I think that's kind of how I felt um at first, just because I wasn't used to Rooney Mara's very like Yeah, she's, she's just very wide eyed and just kinda of, yeah, stoic. That's a good word. Um but I didn't mind it just because Kate Blanchett is so big and loud. So I was like, that's a good dichotomy to have between these two characters. True. But I was also reading, I think it was, maybe it was a review or was someone like analyzing it. And they were talking about how <clears throat> Kate Blanchett, she's, or Carol, the way that she fell in love with Rooney or Therese was it was from like the outside in. Like she made it very vocal and was like, she was the one going after Therese. And then yeah. you can kind of see it sink into her. And then Therese, it was more like she started to like her. And then it came out like at the very end when she was the one going after Carol. Okay. Which is kind of showing that. her like, I am in love with you. I am. And okay. that was, yeah. That, that brings up a whole lot of things, but... I want to set that aside so you can talk about what makes romance. a good romance. A good romance. So I think it's the like pining. I need the pining and the angst of it. Okay. Um, I need some sweet words said, which this one doesn't have much of. Like they don't talk very much. It's just like a lot of long glances at each other stares yeah, they, don't, they don't talk about each other to each other like they yeah, don't say I sweet think, nothings no which i think that was the problem when i first watched it which i was kind of like this when um kate blanchett at the very end says that she loves her at the table um i was like that came out of nowhere like you haven't said anything else yeah it felt, but now it didn't, feel, it didn't feel romantic love it just felt like a, a friendship love though it was supposed to be romantic love at that point but now now it feels because i think they were just so even afraid to discuss like how like how they were feeling because it was still so taboo to be in love with a woman at that point so i think they were just almost hiding it from themselves even though they both knew what was up okay um so you need the pining, general. you need the words. Yes, I need the words, but again, this one doesn't have much of that. But I still don't mind. Um, I don't like a third act breakup, which this one did have. I don't like a third act breakup, but I know that happens in almost every romance and they need yeah. it. But I still hate it. I don't want to see it. Be happy. Yeah, and, and even... And even the third act breakup in this movie, it it felt forced. It was like all of a sudden, it's like, where did Therese go? Where did it just kind of felt yeah weird and out of nowhere? It's like, oh, did she 
did she regret what had happened? Did she not want to go forward? It, it was, it kind of felt out of left field to me. Which it does. And I'm sure like, um, Therese felt the same way. Um, but the whole thing, like when, uh, Carol is in the meeting with the lawyers and they were all saying like, Oh, we have these recordings of you and this woman and her lawyer tells them that there's been no contact since then. Like that doesn't happen anymore. So I think like it sucks that she had a breakup with Therese, but I don't think it was out of nowhere. Like she did have to do that to make sure that she could get custody of her kid. Yeah. I guess I, I would she, have appreciated to have seen that, to have had that line or for her to have said that to we, we need to take a break for a while or, or something well, like that. She wrote, she wrote her that letter and she said that she was like, Hey, like we can't do this. Like I'm, ruining your chances of like having a good life because I am also queer, but I'm older than you. So I know how hard it is. And so I think she was giving her time to like figure out like, Hey, you actually shouldn't, we shouldn't pursue this. But then they realized that they were in love with each other anyway. So they had to go for it. Hmm. Okay. I still don't, I still don't love that whole thing. I understand that that's what happened in the 1950s with um, anybody who was in like a same sex relationship or affair. With the, custo- with the custody thing you mean? Yeah. Especially women because, you know, they right. already didn't have much power. So then for them to be in love with another woman, which I thought Kyle Chandler was amazing. I always love him. I love him. I always love Kyle. And I love Sarah Paulson. It's just weird seeing her in this movie. Cause I, I read somewhere that her um, part was supposed to be. Sarah Paulson. Oh, she was. She was the friend. Anna, Anna. Abby. She, Abby. I was close. Close. <laughs> um, but she's supposed to have a bigger part and to have her in this movie, it felt weird for how small her part was for how, I don't know. I think she is so immensely talented, but they just cut a lot of her scenes out. I think if she would have been in it more, it would have felt, it, it would have given the impression that there was more between her and Kate Blanchett currently than there really was. And I think yeah. that would have started feeling like, who is Kate going to end up with? I or was something. kind of hoping, I don't know exactly what her character or like her yeah. role was supposed to be, but I was kind of hoping it would be like helping Therese after the breakup. Like they have that one conversation in the diner, which mm. makes, I hate that conversation. That, it makes no sense. I'm, yeah. I don't understand why Therese thinks that Abby hates her and she's, She's acting like a child, or Therese is acting like a child towards Abby, who is, like, driving her across country. (laughs) Like, why do you think that she doesn't like you? Like, she's here right now taking care of you. But, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. But I did... Anything else that defines a romance for you? Do they have to end up together at the end? Or not? I wouldn't say so. And that's, that's a great question. Cause when I was trying to think of, um, a queer movie for us to talk about, I wanted to make sure that it had a happy ending. 
because wow. it feels so rare, especially with women love stories. That is so funny. Cause why? Because I, I mean, I, I appreciate that. Um, the idea and what you were going for. <laughs> and I read review or not reviews, but just some, some little snippets about the movie while I was watching it. And it talked about, um, every Christmas movie should have a happy ending or something like that. Mm -hmm. So when we got to the ending, I was like, is this a happy ending? It, it felt, <laughs> it felt so, it felt so ambiguous to me that I wasn't sure. What? Yeah. I, I just, I didn't, it wasn't clear enough for me that, that Rooney Mara was coming back and it was, um, and I liked what you said right at the beginning of the, of the podcast where mm -hmm. she was the one approaching Carol and she was the one yeah. going after Carol declaring her love. Mm -hmm. I just didn't think the extremely slight 3% smirk was enough of a confirmation. No, did you? Oh, every, every time I watch the end, because I know, I know you're going to be disappointed in me. I love, so really, I just have to gush about the things that I love about this movie because I think it's so, like I was looking up, because um, this was up for six Oscars and it won nothing. And it was up for cinematography. And I was like, I loved the cinematography so much. I love at the very beginning where, because I think there's like three times where you see, like the camera is almost like what Rooney or Therese is seeing. So it's like moving with her and that's, it's like, it feels unnatural for a camera, but it mm -hmm. looks so cool. So the first time that she sees Carol across the department store oh, and she's yeah. kind of like swiveling around, she's helping someone find the bathroom and then she goes back over. Carol's not there anymore. I love that. And it feels like, like they have so many small <clears throat> moments of like, I think the first time they got dinner, Carol was like saying something and she was like, oh, I look so, oh no, no. It must've been sometime when they were on the road trip and they were at a diner and Therese was taking a picture and Carol was fussing right. and she was like, oh, I don't look good. I don't, I don't look good. And Therese like puts her hand on her hand and that's it. And okay. Carol like freezes. So I like that none of like their there were moments. Nice little, there were nice little moments like that. But, and it was so good because it was never like attention wasn't drawn to it. Like you had to be watching the movie to make sure that you saw it. I was, while I was watching this movie, I was embroidering. So sometimes I was looking down. <laughs> I think it was when they were like sharing perfume or something. And she like goes to smell her on her neck. Oh, and yeah. Carol like leans in. Oh my goodness. That I had to rewind that so many times. I loved that. And it's not like the music swells or anything. It's just like, it just felt very natural. It was just yeah. so natural. And then the very end where again, it's uh, Therese's perspective and she's walking through the restaurant trying to find and catch Carol's eye. And then they do, and you can see Kate Blanchett like tearing up. Like you can see, her eyes filling with tears. Oh, I cry every time I watch it. I it's have, so I maybe, good. I might need to tell your mother that we need to get a new TV because I did not see her <laughs> eyes filling up. You just need, just, yeah, here's, go on YouTube or something and watch the, it. Here's what threw me off at the ending. 
she's sitting at a four top with two guys and another woman. And so as uh-huh. she as as Therese comes in and sees her, I'm like, oh, Carol's already hooked up with another woman. She's moved on. She's not gonna what she's not going to be receptive to this or anything and so they're talking they're talking she's standing there for a long time just trying to catch her eye and finally she looks up at her and you know the cameras kind of come in and there's just this slight grin but it's like uh, so good it would have felt so it would have felt so unnatural if at the very end of this movie they had like, it couldn't have been public in that restaurant or anything, but it would have been so weird if they had, like, found a private area and gushed about each other. Right. they hadn't I, been doing I that. Agree. So Yeah. But, but maybe... And if, the whole time, it was just a lot, lots of gazing at each other. It was just right. a lot I, of... There there had to be subtext. I get it. But, you know, if if Carol could have just put her hands in her head and her hands like this or something... <laughs> Just, you know, something. Blue, like an air kiss or something. Oh, air kiss would have been good, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just, it wasn't, it was, I wanted it more definitive, I think. Because it was such a, it was such a switch. Because I was still like, why, why did Therese turn away from her? Was this just a college fling? And then all of a sudden she's coming back and. Well, and that's kind of, that's how I felt the first time I watched it too where I was like I don't which again another thing that I love about this movie is it starts at that conversation like the movie begins right when they're having that really big dinner together and that's like Carol had just said I love you but we don't know that at the beginning of the movie so every time I watch this I always forget what they're talking about right and so that confused me for a long time Oh, wait, wait, wait. Because at the beginning of the movie, it looks like Carol has the power. And it looks like, oh, she's leaving because she's the one that, I don't know, has the power in the relationship. But then you get to the end and you see all the context and what they're actually talking about during that dinner. And Therese has all the power. So it's just like such an interesting switch. And I love how they made it non-linear in that way and i, I wish, loved that and i might have missed this i might have looked down and missed it or something but <laughs> i feel like at the end of that scene it cut right into the next scene with her riding a bike with her boyfriend i don't think there was like a fade to black and then we come up with them writing that would have helped well, me that that transition we- would have helped. And maybe it was designed so that you don't know that it's a flashback. But the whole time, I'm like, wait, they just had dinner together. Why are they acting like they don't know each other? First of all, her hair is different. I don't know what you were thinking. Therese's hair is different when it goes back. And we do see it. Everybody's hair is different day to day. No, hers is different. Hers is Uh. shorter at the end. It's longer and it looks more childish during the whole movie. Um, anyway, and we, it's not clues. immediately back to that, to her with her boyfriend on the bike. I think it's her like waking up in her apartment. Mm. Okay. I, I can't remember if there's a fade to black or even if there's like a, 
six months earlier thing. I'm not sure. If there was, man, I I missed that on the screen. I don't I, think there was. This is um a flaw of mine. I never see those in any movie ever. Any of the like three months later or beforehand, I never see it. That I'm blind to those the first time I watch. Anytime I watch things, I always have to ask my roommates. <laughs> here's what <laughs> here's what I didn't like, and here's what here's were slight holes that I had to dig into uh, or dig out from uh, at the very beginning. Kate, Kate Blanchett's character, she felt like a predator or a groomer from the beginning to me. I think that is just kind of her face. I think she has like the cat eyes and she just kind of looks like that. Yeah. But I, I well, and I, I think that and then combined with it being a Weinstein film, both of those things. Their together, names came up, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot." Oh. Yeah, both of those things together, it felt. Uh, I, and I know Which, they were unrelated. Yeah. But. And that's the thing about <clears throat> like queer movies, or like "Call Me by Your Name." It's a beautiful movie. But they have to throw in that Timothy Chalamet is 17 and this guy's in his 30s. Hate that. There's always like some weird thing with um, gay or lesbian movies or like all of the the greatest lesbian. They're always like period movies. There's no now gay movies. Right. But that also happened in Licorice Pizza. With the genders flipped, and nobody said a freaking word about it. Everyone was talking about it. First of all, nobody. Was I don't know what about it. They were talking about it, but it was like, oh, that's cool, and nobody well, said a freaking. That's thing about how Hollywood it. is. I know, and I'm not saying that it's just queer movies. I'm just saying like we have such a small amount of movies, and they're all. I don't know. There's always. Like, there has to be homophobia in there. There has to be um, some kind of age difference. It can't just be, like, a straightforward fun romance, which I guess Bros was trying to be, but I didn't see that, and that's a comedy, and I know I would hate that movie. I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to do it. I also, I also just felt like it was, um, I feel like a good romance needs to have some good obstacles for them to overcome. Mm -hmm. And except for the the year that this takes place and society surrounding the the queerness, I didn't feel like there were other substantive obstacles for them to overcome. And so that's also kind of where it just felt a, a little contrived, not contrived. That's not the right word. But I wanted I wanted there to be more than just those typical obstacles. I guess. Like what's a what's a romance what's another romance movie that you they know, have an obstacle like that? Somebody's gonna to... die, somebody's got a bad disease, they're mm. two different countries, somebody's gonna be deported, their families don't like each other, you know, any of that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, I get that. Yeah. Or they're torn between two lovers, something. So I think that was part of it was like, okay, what is keeping them apart besides we're in the 1950s? Well, yeah, I think 
yeah, and that's a good thing. Just homophobia. Yeah, and that's that's a big part of it. So, anyway. Yeah. So, if we have nothing else, it's just a great, for me, it's such a great <laughs> romance. Eh. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Um, it's, but yeah. It felt like a coming of age film to me. Which, I guess it kind of was for Therese, but yeah. yeah. To each their own, whatever. Um, yeah, that's what we thought of Carol. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back to talk about what is making us excited. <laughs> okay, just kidding, everybody. Um, <laughs> the way we're recording this, we have a limit and we were running out of time, but... Um, Stacy has decided I that have more things he to has say. a couple more things to say. So we're just going to hold off on what's making us excited for we'll, just a minute. Yeah, we've already taken a break, so we'll just we'll slide right in. Um, okay, so keep going, ask, Dad, keep going. Let me ask this. If this were made today, not connected with the Weinsteins, mm-hmm. would it have the bit Weinsteins? Would it have the big love scene in the middle? Because I also felt, See, I also felt like, ooh, I feel like this is being put in here because the Weinstein's are attached to it, and that could totally be unfair, but that's yeah. what it felt like to me. I don't like sex scenes anywhere in any movie ever. I never need a sex scene. I don't need it. I can just see them making out and then getting into bed, and then I can just get a wake up from bed. I don't need the sex scenes. I don't care who it is. But this one did feel like it was going on for a while. And mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking of the Weinsteins, of like the production company or anything. But yeah. now that you say that, it's just like and, icky. And I, could be, and I could be connecting dots that don't, don't need to be connected. But it, it felt even more so like that. This is... Two girls, two women, in a Weinstein Weinstein production. Oh, we need and to have a, we need to have a sex scene here. And it was yeah, like, and it's mm. one year before um, all that stuff came out. The oh, Me Too right. movement. So I'm not. Again, I don't know. I didn't. I haven't read the book that this is based on. Um, Which is interesting. It's by the same person. Strangers on a train. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? The fun. I can't remember her name. I I read a, a couple of her books, um, and she I also think she also did Patricia Highsmith. Yeah, Patricia Highsmith, and she also did uh, the talented Mr. Ripley and a lot of things like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very interesting. Um, I'm I'm yeah. I just don't really with um, this sex scene in particular, and I. I don't know. It always seems exploitive if it's two women. Like and, even yeah. in, um, did you have you seen The Handmade? Um, n- no. That's it's the. It's the. Did Ang Lee do non-linear? That? What? Did Ang Lee do that? No, it's by the same guy that did that other movie that came out last year, Decision to Leave. Oh. Which I bought on Prime. Right, which I haven't seen yet. 
Have you have you not seen Handmaid? I don't think so, huh? Oh, beside there are two sex scenes in it, and I hate them. I'm just like, why is this even here? I don't understand. It just feels gross to me. But that movie's really good, and that's okay. about two women falling in love. But anyway, um, yeah, I never. Yeah, I never it just kind of felt any of that. It, it felt a little, um, and I think. I know what they were going for. They were trying to show the sensualness of their relationship and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and there and was think a you, lot of buildup. And I think you could have, I think you could have done that differently. And yeah. especially today, I think it it would have. It just it felt exploitative at that point, and I, I'm not sure that would happen today, unless well, there were and... more, unless there were more sex scenes like that throughout the entire movie, and that's kind of what the whole movie was based on. But this is not that kind of a movie. Yeah, I think just because um, I think this movie they were really trying. I was watching some interview with Kate Blanchett and she was talking about how she loved doing this movie because it felt like a straight, like a true romance, um, which is so rare for like between two women. And so usually in um, straight romance movies, we always get like the one sex scene. We always get like a spicy scene. So maybe they were just trying to be like, Hey, this is fine too, because it's the same. We're going to put this in here because we want to make sure that like, they can have the same kind of love that you can. And we're going to make the same kind of movies that they make. So that could be an argument, but I don't even like seeing, I don't like seeing it in any movie. I don't care what the sexuality is. I don't need it. There's no need. My, my last thought was uh, probably Two thirds of the way through, I was I was sitting back and trying to analyze the movie and my where I was in the movie and, and everything, and I I felt myself rooting for Carol, but I wasn't sure what I was rooting for. Mm-hmm. Um, what and I think that goes to the to my bigger question is like what was the point of this? And that helps to know that there was a happy ending because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure of that. But my, but my, my, I guess my question was, was the point of this, her being true to herself and her true self coming out, which I, I feel like she made that argument. What good am I to my daughter? If I basically am fake with her, a fake mm-hmm. mother, um, but was the point of being true to herself or getting her daughter back or being with Therese or, or. Or what? So that was, I think that was a little bit of my confusion as I was watching it. Was I'm rooting for her? I want yeah. her to win, but what? What am I wanting her to win? I'm, I'm not sure. And I, I think um, that kind of reminds me because in the book, it's just from Therese's perspective. Oh. We don't go like. Therese is always there. So all of these scenes where it's just Carol, that was written in okay. by the oh. um, screenwriter. That makes sense. Name? Phyllis? Phyllis. Um, so I think that's kind of where, and I read that a couple days, di- I think I read that after I finished the movie, and I was like, maybe that's like where my, not confusion, but just kind of like, this doesn't flow as well, and I'm yeah. just not sure... Because it's not like she got full custody of her child, but she got 
the best that she could as a lesbian. In the 50s, But it's yeah. still, yeah, in the 50s, so it just kind of feels like she won a little bit, but lost, like, more, almost. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you on how the motivations were just, like, a little bit murky and... And, and maybe that's, and, and I would be okay with that if they would bring out the murkiness a bit more to be like, you know, I've got all, of, I've got these conflicting motivations. I want my daughter, mm-hmm. but I want you and I want to be true to myself. And to see that a little more, I just felt like that was happening almost by accident. Like you said, like it was muddled. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I yeah. was a little bit, I'm, I'm on her side. I'm with her. I'm just not sure why. And yeah, I think it's because of her. It's also because there's loved. She is just like built for like this, like 50s, 20s, Nightmare Alley, her and Nightmare Alley. I'm like, you look amazing. Oh, she does. You know, she just her hair, and I don't, she's just built for those kinds of movies. Um, Just kidding. She's built for every movie. She's always amazing. I love Kate Blanchett. Oh and my gosh. Did you notice how pointy they made her boobs? It was like classic 1950s <gasps> pointy boobs. <laughs> exactly. That's how the bras were back I then. I know. It was like, whoa. <laughs> you could cut somebody with those. <laughs> but, and then one last thing. Um, yeah. Because I was we'll looking move. at um, the Oscar nominations and Rooney was up for supporting and Kate was up for lead even though rooney has six more minutes on screen than kate which the oscars they were like okay fine we'll let that pass but i think the golden globes were like that makes no sense we're not doing that and so they switched it for them like they wouldn't allow them to put up put him in like that i can't believe the golden globes had some balls back then seriously i was like okay i can't believe yeah exactly but um isn't that like that's weird well it's it's because she has more of a the adult commanding presence role in the film. I think so too, and it's like the story is surrounds her because she's the one like with the problems, and she's the one that makes them. Yeah, it's named like, after her. Puts them together and breaks up and all that. Hmm. But yeah, okay. well, I thought that was very interesting. Okay, I feel good. I I got that off my chest. So oh, thank goodness. I'm glad. So we can just go go right into the... Yeah, we're just going to go right into it. We're going to slide right into second base. (laughs) Okay, Father, what is making you excited? Well, what is making me excited is making me very excited because I can be a very structured person. Mm -hmm. And so a little history. Um, I am notoriously horrible in... If I, if I know I've got a free evening and I'm going to watch a movie, I am horrible in picking a movie on any of the streaming services. Because, me too. Because the number of choices overwhelmed it's me. It's too I was many. Like, I was like this when I had to go to video stores and I would wander around yep. a video store forever picking out It's something. too overwhelming. It is. It's too overwhelming. So what that means is I spend all that time putting stuff into my queues for the different streaming services. Mm-hmm. And I collect, and this is also notorious, I collect streaming services like some people collect Michael Jordan tennis shoes. 
Mm-hmm. That's kind of my my thing. So I have huge cues all the time. So for the past couple weeks, I've decided, hey, I'm going to start quelling my cue. Look at my cue words there. Quelling my cue. <laughs> um, and so I've been starting with Netflix. So I've been taking my cue, which is super long. And I've just been scrolling to the very bottom and forcing myself to go through um, very methodically forcing myself to go through the longest um, films or documentaries or shows that have been on my queue. And it has been so much fun. And I'm so excited to keep doing this because it's given me such wonderful jewels that I would have stuck on the queue and never gotten back to because I would have just been mm-hmm. like, oh, this doesn't feel... Like, I should watch this right now, so I'll put it off again. (laughs) But I'm forcing myself to watch this, which has been really fun. So I've watched really cool things like The Stranded, which is a Thai show, Thai series. And season two is coming out in the fall, which I'm very excited about. It was kind of, I mean, it's a a step up from a typical CW show, which is good. Um, But it's about a group of seniors on an island that gets hit by a tsunami wave and cut off from the mainland and cut off from everywhere else. And they can't get off and they have to figure out how to survive. And it kind of feels a little like lost in the first couple episodes and that quickly diverts. Mm -hmm. And then by, I think there's eight episodes. By episode seven, it gets wacky. And by the last episode, it's like, what is happening here? I mean, just bonkers. So that's been fun. I've seen uh, the Academy Award winning documentary short, <clears throat> The White Helmets. Um, nice. Did you see that? Yeah, I think that was the first year I decided to watch all the oh, right. movies okay. that were up for Oscars. Uh, I watched <laughs> Sierra Burgess is a Loser, and that was a fun modern take on Roxanne i.e. Cyrano de Bergerac, Bergerac, which I didn't Mm. realize till I was about halfway through, and I was like, wait, this plot feels really... (laughs) And then I was like, oh, I remember that. That's why I put this on my queue 18 years ago. (laughs) So (laughs) um, I watched some of Patton Oswalt's stand-up, which I turned off after a half hour, which wasn't very good. Yeah, I don't love his stand-up. I know. I was like, why am I not loving this? I don't know. I just didn't. Do you like Bill Burr? Uh, he's stand okay. Up. I don't know if I've ever actually watched him stand up, do stand up. Me neither. I liked him in The Mandalorian. But anyway, uh, I watched oh, Still Laugh In, which is a, uh, a celebration of the old TV show Laugh In, and it has tons of people on it. And, uh, and there are some amazing speeches that people make about this show, which was groundbreaking i mean they said they did things and made jokes about race and gender and stuff that you could not do today and it was <laughs> sharp and anyway there was that i watched a documentary called my own man about uh a guy and his partner having a baby and his journey with masculinity um mm-hmm. i watched sophie a murder in west cork a documentary crime documentary if you have not seen that i'm surprised you should. I think I have. Years ago, Wait, I'm sure. what's... Yeah. I can't remember. I watched and, too many. 
And then um, Maya and the Three, which is an animated series, which I'm halfway through, and it is frickin' amazing. I am it's DreamWorks, it. right? I don't think so. I mean, I watched... Is it Guillermo del Toro? Oh, no. Uh -uh. No, it's not that one. No? Uh-uh. No, I, I know. It's a different so, guy. I thought he was also involved in it. I need to watch it. Everyone's yeah, been telling it's me. It's so, so good. And um, loving it. So I'm just excited about, okay, what's coming up tonight? What do we get to watch tonight? <laughs> what is coming up tonight? Do you know? Um, I think I'm going to watch this uh, foreign movie, Omar. O-M-A-R. It was up for Best Foreign Picture several years ago. Um, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I, I can't remember if it's a... Palestinian movie or or what but uh, I think it was it won a bunch of awards in other places and and so I've had it on there forever and it's like well let's go let's go <laughs> and sometimes my Netflix queue when I take things off it kind of rearranges so oh the Brian Regan special that I was gonna watch is further up so I can't watch it now I gotta watch something else oh you're doing it in okay I see I well see. I'm, I'm trying order. to yeah, oh, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to start at the bottom, and then I'll go to the next line. It's like, okay, which of these? Oh, and I watched um, The Trip. No, The Trip? The Trip last night. Oh, that was fun. With... Is... Yeah, with, who's um, that? Um, Mooney... I want to say Rooney Mara. Mooney Rara. That's not it. <laughs> um, I'll look it up. But it is... You would love it. It's a very... Dark, violent comedy. Um, Who's in it? It's... Oh, there it is. Numi Rapace. I can't ever say her name right. Numi Rapace? Rapace? She was in... Um, the girl in the... Um, the girl with the blah blah tattoo. That's Rooney Mara. No. You're right. Yes? I know. I was saying no to me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> No, she was Lisbeth Salander in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the Swedish one. And she was also in Prometheus. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, yeah, that's why. I'm, oh, that's, I know who is. that is. I know who that is. Yeah. For me. So this is yeah. about this this couple that are, they can't stand each other. They go on a trip to a remote cabin, and he's planning on killing her. And, and she kind of gets wind of it, and so she, like, turns the tables on him. This and, sounds fantastic. Oh, Don't tell me anymore. I'm not. Don't tell me anymore. That is the first act. And then That's it all I need. Goes crazy. <laughs> I was loving it Maybe so much. Maybe I'll watch much. that tonight. That's Oh, you good. should. Watch it tonight and let me know what you think. <laughs> I will. Oh, I wish you were here. I would totally watch it again. It is so fun. <laughs> so anyway, that's what's making me excited. Uh, going through Love. my Netflix queue. Backwards. Backwards. What's making you Love excited? Love that. I am excited about... I know we've talked about this series. Um, Brandon Sanderson. Okay. He writes ginormous books. Um, ginormous. The ones that... Ginormous. They're like over a thousand pages. All of them are over a thousand. His short stories are 300 pages. Um, <sighs> he's insane. <Yes. laughs> and... I just got my 
boyfriend into reading the first one. So that made me very excited to live vicariously through him while he gets to experience that book for the first time. Is he loving it? And what? Is he loving it? Yeah, he's like 300 pages into it. A whole 300 pages, he so it. he's 10% I way know. <laughs> Almost halfway. <laughs> and, and then I was looking to see, um, I have no other information, but I saw that he named his fifth book that's coming out next year. Oh, and I was, I saw that and I became so excited. I tried to find in, any kind of release date or anything about it. Nothing. There's nothing. Did you say but what series? Did you say what series? I'm so, no, I didn't. <laughs> this is called the Stormlight Archives. There we go. Okay. The first one is called The Way of Kings. And I have no idea what the other ones are called, which Oat means Bringer. that this title, well, that's three. Yeah. Uh, Second one, the way Words of, of Radiance, maybe? W words of well, Radiance. Well, that's the first one, yeah. Yeah, Words of Radiance. And then I can't remember the, the one that one. just came out. Second one is Words of Radiance. Third one's Oathbringer. I have no idea what four was. <clears throat> it was something, that of, one wasn't... something of Kings. The, the, no. <clears throat> excuse me. The, uh, I can't think of it now. It's not Kings. The Way of Kings is one. Okay. So what's the name of the fifth one? <laughs> so the fifth one now, because this is a series of 10, everybody, this is going to be 10 books. This one's called Knights of Wind and Truth. Knights of Wind and Truth. Yeah, which that's sounds giving like me sitting, nothing. Sounds like sitting around the campfire after eating a bowl of beans, <laughs> doing some talking. <laughs> You're so annoying. That is a um, total dad joke if I've ever heard that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very excited about this next book, even though I know I have at least a year. But I can't wait. I cannot wait. And I get to reread them. I'm excited. I was less than pleased on the fourth one. So fourth one wasn't great, which makes me want to reread them because I didn't mm. love the third one the first time I read it because I had no idea what was going on. I didn't understand anything. But then when I reread it, it made more sense. Mm. So I might have to do the executive summary on the fifth one here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's what's making us happy. We're going to take a yeah. quick break and be right back with Last Call. Okay, so we're back, and I uh, said the our second segment incorrectly. It's not what's making us happy. We're not happy. We're excited. We're not happy. We're excited. We're excited. We don't want to get sued. Good grief. So anyway, we're up for a last call right now, and I get to make this pick for what we're talking about next week. So we're talking about um, sometime somewhere after this next podcast. Is that we right? will be talking, someone somewhere will be my pick For the after next. the end of okay. next week. Okay. So, so yeah. it won't right. be a surprise, unfortunately. Right. So that's, yes. that's fine. All right. Good. So mm -hmm. what we're going to be talking about on our next podcast, Hannah, is a film from yes. 2022. So it's a little more recent. Whoa. And it's... I can't believe we're not doing 1999 again. I know. We're breaking out. We're breaking out. Uh, 
And it's animated. Well. It's animated and it's based on a book or a series of 10 books right now where there are actually, I think, 12 books by the end of the year. Oh my goodness. Any ideas? I don't think we've done an animated film yet, have we? No. Okay. So twelve. There are two books coming out this year? I believe so. We're going to be deep diving and analyzing and tearing apart the animated film, The Bad Guys. Oh! <laughs> Bad! <laughs> and I love this film. And I've actually it is been... so annoying that you love this what? film and you won't watch Bojack Horseman. That's my only thing about this movie. We'll get into all that next time, but... That's totally different. I'm annoyed. No, because no, everybody... No. no, it's not. It's not different. It be, but there. <laughs> but I've also been reading... I've also been reading the books that are written for like 7 to 12 year olds. <laughs> are they picture books? They're... You know, you remember Captain Underpants? Those books, they, yeah. they probably have less words per pages than those books. There's Okay. So it takes about 15 minutes to get through a book, maybe. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're so fun. And um, they've actually changed some things from the books to the movie, which is interesting. Whoa. I know. Crazy. It's like, okay, I understand why they're doing this. But, yeah. um, but, um, so it's, <laughs> it's what I want you to watch and it's on Netflix. What I want you to pay attention to, especially is the music, the music. I did love the music. I've only, I think I've seen half of this movie, so I'm excited to like actually watch, watch this. You've movie. watched half of it and then stopped. Yeah, I think. What Something was going on and I had to stop it and I was like, it's even I don't got Sam go Rockwell in it and you love Sam Rockwell. I, I, well, I love, I love all the actors in it. So, oh my God, I'll watch it. I will probably like it. I'm just annoyed at you not wanting to watch Bojack is my whole thing. That but is ridiculous. Here we are. So anyway, that's what we're going to be <laughs> cool. watching and talking about and looking into what works, what doesn't. That will be a very short list. I'm excited. And it's gonna be a, a fun, <laughs> a fun discussion. <laughs> so that's us. That's Duke and That's out. us. Duke and uh, I'm Stacy. This is I'm Hannah. This is Hannah. And uh, if you like our show, please like and subscribe and uh, reach out to us at Duke and out at gmail.com. At gmail. And we will see Thank you on you. our next episode. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.